0: It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? The Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright.
1: Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is an absolute pleasure. With you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be an amazingly uh, inspirational show. I'll be introducing my guests shortly, and I promise this will be a lot of fun. It'll be great. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I will do this every week. Recently, I posted on Facebook that those who don't keep small commitments won't help you make your big dreams come true and I believe this is true because it is difficult to expect others to have the same level of commitment to our goals as we do but even more importantly when someone says they will do something and they don't it's even more difficult to trust them again that being said however I want you to continue trusting perhaps not in that person again but don't be afraid to trust that there are people out there who want to support what you're doing in hopes that you will support them in the future we aren't going to get it right every time even the best hitters of professional baseball only get a hit three times out of every 10. We don't quit because we strike out a couple of times. So believe in your dreams, believe others genuinely want to help you, and believe in you. You will be so glad you did. With all that in mind, I- I do want to introduce my guest. And before I forget, let me give you the call-in number in case you'd like to call in and participate in today's discussion. That number is 866-404-6519. Once again, that's 866-404-6519. My guest this week is Heather O'Brien Walker. Let me tell you about her. Heather is a top selling author and highly sought after inspirational and motivational speaker who can speak for crowds ranging from 20 to 20,000 people, sharing her unique, signature presentation Don't Give Up, Get Up. Heather is a proud member of the International Positive Psychology Association and bases her teachings on her personal experiences and research in positive psychology. She has survived not one, but two traumatic brain injuries that happened within 40 days of one another and along the way had to relearn everything that you and I take for granted every single day. We will discuss how she overcame her challenges and accessed the champion within and how you can do the same. Heather regularly speaks for a variety of audiences. Uh, for corporations, business groups, associations, colleges, universities, youth groups, community groups, and sports organizations. Anyone looking for a speaker who will inspire their audience to overcome adversity and achieve success needs to hire her for a keynote or workshop training. We will discuss this and so much more on today's show. So with all this in mind, here's my amazing guest, Heather O'Brien Walker. Heather, how are you?
2: Hi, Brian. I'm doing great.
1: Fantastic. I'm so glad you're here. This is going to be a fun hour.
2: Oh, I think so, too. I'm all excited, ready to go.
1: All right, good. Well the first question I normally ask everybody on my show is to tell us about your background, your backstory, what brought you to where you are. I know in, in your book, which we'll talk about, you spend quite a while embellishing on that, but we have about you know six or eight minutes to talk about that. So tell us about you.
2: Well, I first I'd like to start out by saying thank you very much for having me be a guest on your show today. I'm very excited to share all of my information with you. Uh, I have to start out by telling you I never planned on being a speaker or an author or a coach, my background was really in cosmetics and as a hospitality consultant traveling all over the world. And I was always teaching somebody else's material. I was working with people and helping them, but it was always training and teaching someone else's material. So I never planned on having something of my own really to share with people. Uh-huh. And that changed one day for me. I was going to work one day and I tripped over a box at work and my whole entire life changed from that.
1: Wow. So you you felt pretty hard and from what I recall you sharing in your book, uh, you you hit your head really hard on the floor?
2: Well, I... Again, I had, just backing up just a bit, at that point, I had just met the man of my dreams. I was in the middle of planning my wedding. I had Mm. just moved into a brand new house, the nicest house that I'd ever lived in before. And I had just started this fantastic new job in the cosmetics industry working as an executive. So I was literally on top of the world. Nothing could touch me. Right. And I kissed my fiancé goodbye that morning, as we all do when we're heading off. And I was at work, went, was walking back to my office, and I had to walk through a swinging door. On the other side of that door, what I didn't know was a simple brown cardboard box that was filled oh. with trash. Oh, no. So I went through the doorway, tripped over the box, and hit my head on a metal shelf. That knocked oh me unconscious, oh so i be, being unconscious, I continued to fall forward, face first onto the concrete floor oh my god no they, they really don 't and you no. posted
1: pictures and you, you were yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to say in your book you showed you, you you posted some some pictures about you know what you looked like in the hospital, and boy you you were in a bad place you you really You've really come back, though. I mean, you you are a true champion, Heather. I mean, oh, thank and, you. And uh, you you were diagnosed with a traumatic brain injury at that time. Is that right?
2: I I was uh, when I woke up in the hospital. I uh, I had no sense of where I was, no idea of uh, what where I was in physical space, the whole room was spinning, uh, The light burned my eyes, the sound was deafening, I literally felt as if I was going to fall off of the gurney I was on, because the whole room was spinning and lurching around. Oh and gosh. I went to sit up as, as being trying to figure out what's going on, you, you'd wake up and you find yourself in that instance. And when I went to sit up, I realized that my legs wouldn't move.
1: Oh, how scary was that! That
2: was a very, very frightening time. Thank goodness I I recognized my fiance T W uh, at yes. the time, but I was completely disoriented. Other than that, and they had diagnosed me with a, a, a traumatic brain injury.
1: Wow! So, for those of us who have not experienced that, how how difficult? I know you described a little bit what. You know, you you didn't have movement in your legs, but I mean, mm-hmm. could you remember anything? Were you able to process anything? Uh, how how aware of your situation were you at that time?
2: Well, I, I when I went to wake up, I I heard someone call. Literally, thought it was my mother waking me up to go to school. I thought she was trying to get me out of bed to go to school because it was always a battle in the morning with her and I. And as I began began to wake up, I felt like my mouth started to water and I feel really nauseated and sick as if I'm spinning around and trying to get oriented. And the nurse came over and was asking me, do you know what your name is? Well, my fiance had been calling my name, Heather, Heather, who I had thought was my mother calling my name. So I figured out my name was Heather and she asked me, where are you? And I looked, looked around through the slits of my eyes and said, a hospital. And then she said, and who's the president of the United States? Now, this was in 2010. And yes. my response to that was Ronald Reagan. So I was a little off on that. Yeah,
1: you were a little off. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my but, gosh.
2: So I and, was and, really disoriented.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say, so when the, when the nurse told you that you were wrong, how did you, how did you feel about that? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that was a frightening moment for you.
2: It was a very frightening moment for me. She didn't tell me I was wrong. I remember looking up at TW's face and him being the jokester and the funny man that he was, thought that was amusing for about half a second. And then I literally saw his face fall, knowing that uh, I was in a very difficult place. And we were just on a journey that neither one of us was really prepared for.
1: Absolutely. So you had a bunch of physical therapy and uh, what else went with that in, in terms of your recovery? Well,
2: I spent a month in a rehab hospital uh, trying to relearn how to do the most basic things. I I couldn't speak. Uh, I knew what I wanted to say, but the words couldn't come out or they were slurred or they were the wrong word. And to to have any kind of light coming in or sound. It was very disorienting to try to put the pieces back together again, just learning, trying to remember, okay, the, this is what the toothbrush does, and this, you put the toothpaste on the toothbrush before it goes in your mouth and then what you're supposed to do with it afterward. It was literally trying to process and remember how to do the most basic things for that entire.
1: Wow. wow. So you are making some pretty amazing process, uh, pro- uh, uh, progress, uh, Heather. And then I remember you saying in your book that you and TW were driving home from a therapy session about 40 days later. Yes. Yeah. And then
2: <laughs> coming home from a doctor's appointment, it was literally the, la- the only time that I would ever leave the house was to go to a doctor's appointment yeah. because, I was at such risk for re-injury if I would stumble or, or you know, fall out of the wheelchair from disorientation. So it was uh, very important for me to be as safe as possible. But we were coming uh-huh. home, from car, uh, sorry, from a doctor's appointment, and a reckless driver pulled a U-turn in front of us, and we collided in a severe car accident. So yeah. that was the second traumatic brain injury and so I had lost all of my headway that I would made in the hospital and now I had a host of new injuries including uh, threatening my eyesight immediately upon impact the eyesight in my left eye started to deteriorate rapidly. Oh no. And also T.W. was injured in the accident, he had severe injuries to his back and his foot so now my caretaker is also injured.
1: Oh, my gosh. Wow. We've got less than a minute to our first break. We are talking with Heather O'Brien Walker. Her book is called Don't Give Up, Get Up, and we will start diving into her book when we come back from the break. And uh, Heather survived two, not one, but two traumatic brain injuries, and her journey is absolutely inspiring because, obviously, Heather, you are in a much better place now than you were then but holy cow oh my goodness you've learned so much and i'm very eager for you to share all of that with our audience so we will come right back after the break this is success profiles radio please stay with us we'll be right back
0: is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio, and we'll be back with more right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Did you know you can quickly grow your business online and offline for free? Smartguy.com is one of the fastest-growing business networks in the world Simply go to www.smartguy.com. Fill out your company information and you're set. So add your business for free and find out why everyone loves a smart guy. Smartguy.com.
1: At we think a person's voice is the most powerful form of marketing, so that's what we want to invest in. While other companies spend billions on traditional marketing, we reward you for sharing Solove with your connections. We began with a simple idea. A single relationship has the power to make life better for many people. We took this idea and turned it into a company that can make commerce less expensive and even profitable for everyone. we started with mobile phone service because it's something all of us already use, and it's the technology connecting us every day. We put you in charge of what you pay for mobile service. Service. And simply making the switch to Solove is the first step to spending less. $49 a month for unlimited voice, text, and data. But it gets even better. You can earn money just for sharing Solove with others. As your network of connections grows, both through your actions and the actions of each person who joins because of you, you can quickly be paying nothing for your mobile service and even make a profit every month. Visit us online at www.social-commerce-now.com to learn more and join the Solove revolution.
0: Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright.
1: And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Heather O'Brien Walker. And if you'd like to call in and talk to us, today. That number is 866-404-6519. Once again, that's 866-404-6519. And we were talking about Heather's two traumatic brain injuries. Heather has written a book. It's called Don't Give Up, Get Up. And uh, while I'm thinking about it, Heather, where can we find this book so that people can check this out?
2: You can find my book on Amazon, just uh, Google, or pardon me, put in Amazon, Don't Give Up, Get Up, and it should come right up.
1: That's really great. So as I was reading your book, I noticed that you start out many of these chapters with journal entries, which I find to be a very interesting device uh, in terms of how you wrote this book, which suggests to me that journaling was a very important part of your recovery. So tell us about that.
2: Well, I have always kept a journal and it's one of the strategies that has always worked for me. So when I was trying to put the pieces back together in my head, writing things down and processing my feelings became crucial to my recovery. And it's one of the best ways to be able to train the brain on what you want to focus on. It's a great focusing tool and it's a place that you can just process so many feelings and be able to look back on and and actually see your, Uh, progress you're making, which was vitally important to me because my memory was impaired, my processing abilities were impaired. So it's important for me to look back even three days before and say, you know what, I made the smallest step forward and I could still celebrate that because I could see the tiny little victories I was experiencing every day.
1: Yeah. And in order for journaling to be effective, of course, that does require brutal honesty from yourself so that you can really see your progress. I know that sometimes when I journal, sometimes I want to censor myself because I'm afraid someone else might read it. But then I remember, no, this is for my eyes only. And I should not be afraid of who I am and where I'm going because my journey could help someone too. So was it hard for you to be really brutally honest with yourself in your journal as you did this?
2: It it really wasn't because one of the gifts of having a brain injury and I, I look at the whole experience as being a gift for me because it put me really on my path of what I'm supposed to be doing. It, the gifts of it is that you get in touch. There isn't that filtering system. I hit the front of my head, which is where a lot of the higher processing functions happen. So I had access to to basic raw emotion and I it was kind of describe uh, having a brain injury is like trying to make coffee without a filter. The brain is your filter. So if you put in the water and the coffee into the machine and you have no filter, what comes out is a big old mess. So what happens when the brain doesn't have that higher processing filter? You can get in touch with very basic thoughts and needs. And it didn't even occur to me that what I was writing needed to be censored or filtered in any way I was just doing an outpouring from the very place that I was at the time
1: Wow that's really terrific so I know this whole situation was was extremely scary scary. scary. so I'm sure people out there listening may be wondering how did you get through this I mean talk to us about some specific strategies that you used to cope with this situation and move forward
2: the most important uh, discovery came after about 10 days or so in the hospital, is that I was at a very, very bad place. I can honestly and brutally tell everybody out there, I felt very, very sorry for myself. I was very depressed. I was very upset. And I was just probably at the lowest place I can ever remember being. And what discovery I made is, it was actually something that intrigued my mind for a few days that I actually felt better when I was in my room at night alone in the hospital than when I was surrounded by family and friends and doctors and nurses and everybody that was trying to help me and be supportive and everything. And I couldn't figure out why. And then it really occurred to me is that we were all focused on everything that was wrong with me what I couldn't do, what I had lost, what, you know, what I had, was missing out on. And that's when I realized that the only person that was going to get me out of this was myself. And I had to figure out how to focus and find the things that I could still do and find the connection back to my own power again because I felt literally helpless. I couldn't even raise my hand to touch my own nose. I could do anything for myself.
1: Wow. And that that can be very, very scary to realize that you can't do some of the most basic things uh, without help. So I know that visualization is very, very important to you in terms of using that to picture yourself in a better place. So talk about how you discovered that process and how you used it in your recovery.
2: Well, I had never heard of visualization prior to watching the secret, as i'm sure meant that was many people's first experience and and listening and watching Jack Canfield on the secret i'm like wow that's that's really cool and it it kind of got tucked in the back of my head, and I would use it i, I On and off, but I and I would read the Chicken Soup for the Soul books, but I I'd never really grasped that concept until it came to the point when I was literally looking for a lifeline in any way possible, and because I was in the midst of planning my wedding when these accidents occurred, I knew that something that had high emotional charge and that mattered for me most in the world was walking down the aisle at my wedding. And it could have been anything, but for me, that's what I wanted more than anything in the world. So I started to visualize exactly what it would look like and then what, what it would feel like even when I couldn't feel my legs to have the sand between my toes and what the sand would feel like and, and the breeze from the ocean on my face and what I would have on and, and literally sitting in the bathtub visualizing my feet as if they were walking.
1: Wow. What a powerful image that really is.
2: It, 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 I could literally got so good at it. And sometimes I would practice it on a minute by minute basis that I could literally feel like I was there. So when it came time for that to happen, I'd been there a thousand times before in my mind.
1: Yeah. And you certainly had a lot of time to think about that.
2: I did. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I feel the same way. I was in the hospital earlier this year and my situation nowhere near compares to yours. Um, it was difficult enough, but I can't imagine going through what you went through. And uh, this is so inspirational. I, I, I really appreciate the fact that you're here telling your story. So let's talk about your book and uh, you have a philosophy called help. And each of those letters stands for something and we've got time. So let's, let's just dive into this. What does help stand for in your philosophy?
2: Well, help stands for hope, encouragement, encouragement, love and positivity and let me give you a little background on on how that all came about I told you in the hospital I couldn't even touch my own nose so I literally felt helpless and how could I make the shift from focusing on what was working in my life to what I wasn't able to do so focusing on what was working well I couldn't do anything for myself and I found it very difficult to get into a positive place when I was looking at myself and my challenges. So what I decided to do was to become helpful to other people. Well, how could I do anything for other people? I couldn't even do anything for myself. So right. my definition for help became hope, encouragement, love and positivity because I could hold my fiance's hand and look at him in such a way that would give him hope. And I could see the change on his face and I could thank you or croak out the words. Thank you to the woman who brought my lunch tray, who never got thanked all day long and see her literally transform in front of me. So I became helpful, full of hope encouragement, love and positivity and it plugged me back in to my own power so that when I looked at my challenges they just didn't look the same way anymore because I was having an effect on other people even though I could do nothing for myself.
1: That is really fantastic. And there's a line in the book that I want to to bring up real briefly and maybe you can tell us a little bit about that. In your book you say in the yeah. end, it will be fine. And if it isn't fine, it isn't the end. And I love that because that's, that's what hope really yeah. is. it's it, it really needs to be fine and if it's not fine, then it's not over with, which I love.
2: It's absolutely something I live by because the help philosophy, the whole thing starts with the hope. And if you don't believe that there can be a good outcome, And that's what that line is all about, is believing that no matter what happens right now, there will be a good outcome. And if you're not at the good outcome yet, it's not the end. You're still taking steps through it. You have to have that hope to begin to take these helpful steps to overcome your challenge. And if you don't have that hope and belief that there's a good outcome, At the end of it, then you can't even begin to walk in that direction. That's why that's the first step in the help philosophy. And you have to believe that that good thing is coming at the end. And I didn't know what that was going to look like for me. I tried to to focus and, and visualize the wedding and and getting that together. But there were times when I was in a, a tremendous amount of pain. I couldn't even open my eyes. I would have terrible headaches and things like that. And I would believe that this is not the end. This is not how it would end for me. I believe there's something better. And that would Get me going the next day or the next minute or the next hour.
1: That's great. And we are coming up against our second break. We're talking to Heather O'Brien Walker, and we're talking about her health philosophy. We've talked about hope. We've talked about how she visualized an outcome that she wanted while she was lying in the hospital bed. Her goal was to walk unassisted down the aisle at her wedding. We'll come right back after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio.
0: is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio, and we'll be back with more right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network.
1: Saving Solutions' innovative Double Green plan enables you to switch to energy efficient LEDs and other modern lighting with no upfront cost. Modern LEDs are far more efficient than other types of lighting, but for many businesses, schools and nonprofit organizations, the reason for sticking with the old inefficient lighting is the cost of replacing them. While an old-fashioned incandescent bulb may cost a dollar, LED costs $30 or more. And that's why Energy Saving Solutions has designed our Double Green plan. Double Green allows you to convert to LEDs with no upfront out-of-pocket cost. We'll pay for your new lights, and you'll pay us back with a percentage of your savings. From the very first day that your new LEDs are lighting your life, you'll realize a positive cash flow, and you'll be doing something positive for our environment. For a free cost and energy savings analysis, call Joshua May at 888-620-8133, extension 7082, or visit us online at www.energysavingindustry.com.
0: Ready for Wise Up Radio, leveraging your learning, leadership, and legacy with Donna Kimbrand, the edgy evolutionary. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you're an entrepreneurial leader or visionary, Stay ahead of your gang with insights, tools, and strategies that give you the thought leader's edge. Each week, join Donna and her guests as she'll ask the edgy questions, help you discover game-changing shortcuts to better thinking and learning, how to explore the ripple effects of leadership excellence, and how to create your life as a living legacy, where the legacy you leave is the life you live. As thought leaders, you need strategies to help you enjoy the confidence and thrill of riding the wave of rapid change. For more on Donna, check out her website, GameChangerThinking.com. Then join the conversation and sharpen up your wits on Wise Up Radio with Donna Kimbrand. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright.
1: And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Heather O'Brien Walker. Her book is called Don't Give Up. Get Up, and we are talking about her hope philosophy. Every letter stands for something H-E-L-P, which is hope, encouragement, love, and positivity. We talked about hope in the last segment. So before we leave this topic, Heather, I do want to ask if anyone listening is in a really dire situation that they just cannot see their way out of, what advice would you give to them?
2: Well, they think that I've had my head one too many times, but this is exactly what I'm going to tell them do something for somebody else. There is Mm. nothing more powerful that you can do for yourself than helping someone else. Because when you help somebody else, you actually help yourself. I love that. Great. What you might be dealing with. That's really great.
1: So, um, do do something for somebody else. else. That That really really is a a great thing thing because you are taking the focus off of yourself and you are focusing on how you can be helpful To someone else and that's really great so uh, we're done talking about hope Uh, let's talk about encouragement which is the second letter of the word help encouragement is letter E so tell us how that is part of your philosophy well encouragement
2: comes and what it means to me is inspire others with your display of courage And that's really what I do when I go out on stage and or I am doing an appearance or getting out there because getting on a stage for me because of the lights and the sound and so many people and actually just being up there walking around on stage and not falling down is actually a really big uh, statement of courage for me with everything that I still deal with. I have strategies that help me perform that but Uh, that's my display of courage to people that says if I can go through what I have gone through and get up here and give you the information, the lessons that I have learned, there's nothing more important to me. I don't care if I slur my words or or trip or forget completely what I am. If I can get the information out to the people and show that I still want to get up there and this this information is so important, that's my display of courage. And we see it all day long and And somebody who works all day and comes home and volunteers their time at night coaching Little League or, you know, the veteran that comes home after fighting in Afghanistan that has given up his family time and and being in a safe place for months or years and finally gets to come home to his own family. So there's displays of those kinds of courageous deeds every single day in our life if we just notice what they are.
1: Right. And it's really all about just going for it, isn't
2: it? Absolutely. I, I, don't, I always talk about don't try to do it perfect. Uh, you know, if I, my, now as if I get up and get a glass of water, you know, do I trip on my way? Do I break a glass? Do I spill water all over the place? Yeah, I, have, I do at times, but I got up and I did it and I celebrate the victory, even if all those things happen.
1: That's really great. I think some of us need to be a lot more cognizant of celebrating our victories, even if they're really small. A lot of us tend to take those small things for granted. But you know what? If if someone doesn't feel successful, and Jack Canfield says this in his book, The Success Principles, go back and write down, for example, from Um, age zero to five, what successes did you have? Well, you learned how to talk. You learned how to walk. You learned how to identify colors. You maybe learned how to count a little bit. And then just bracket, you know, different age groups. And pretty soon you've got, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 things that you've really achieved that really are a big deal to someone who maybe was in your situation who lost the ability to do any of those things and had to relearn it again, right?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. So let's talk about love. That's the third letter L in your health philosophy. How does love play into this whole thing?
2: Well, love really comes... uh it's passionate affection, and and love can be between um, two mates, but it also can be between uh, and strangers. I I try to just radiate love whenever I'm I'm out and talking to people and engaging with people. I just like to be a light because the smile, the thank you, the small little gestures may be the only time that that person has seen an example of love in her life that day. And love also means allowing other people to help you, to not be so proud that you don't accept somebody else's love. Because when you let somebody help you, it's actually giving them a precious gift. And I was what, what, what I call bootstrappers. I have my... You know, philosophy was pull yourself up by your own bootstraps and you can do it. And I didn't need anybody's help. but, And I literally had to rely on my fiance and therapist and things to do everything for me. I mean, Mm -hmm. when when your fiance gets in the shower with you and shaves your legs for you, that is a humbling, humbling experience. And that was an amazing display of love. But if I had never allowed him to help me, he was actually had, he was full of love because he could do that for me. He knew something as simple as that was so important to me and that he would go to that lengths to do that for me was an amazing experience.
1: That is amazing. I don't know many guys that would shave a girl's leg, but that's that's really great. I mean, that, that, is, that is just so boundless. I mean, I love that story. It really is. And I think uh, love and trust really go together. I mean, you're trusting someone to do this for you, or, or you're trusting someone to do anything for yes. you. I mean, you're talking about letting others love and help you. Uh, love and help people you. Uh, tend to not exactly. really always want to do that. So how important is trust?
2: Oh, trust is... Absolutely huge, and you were speaking about it at the beginning of the show is that doing what they say they're going to do, and then you build that trust between two people. I mean, even uh, you know, making commitments to uh, show up at a certain place and be on time and do what you say you're gonna do. shows the other person respect and love, and it is also encouraging to them. Uh, you know, some say, oh, you know, when there a crisis comes along, oh, let me know if you need anything, and we always feel a little reticent to, to reach out and actually ask for that help, and when somebody does reach out and finally ask for help, you need to be there to build that trust, because they won't ask again. It's, it's hard enough to ask the first time, let alone asking
1: yeah absolutely I certainly I certainly agree with you there so we've talked about hope and encouragement and love and the last letter is P for positivity so talk to us about how important that is
2: well positivity to me meant moving in a beneficial direction taking action uh, literally taking the steps forward and positivity became and when I had somebody come to the hospital, a friend, not talk to her or or talk about what was going on with me, I wanted to know what was going on in her life. And, and sometimes just listening to somebody helps them move in a beneficial direction. They actually work themselves by talking to you what their next step is or where they need to go next and just because really all I could do was listen. I couldn't speak that much, but I saw as I was open to letting them tell me what was going on, that they were actually moving in a beneficial direction. And I could say to T.W., my fiancé, we're okay. We're going to get through this. And I could literally see him just relax and his whole body think, okay and that moved him a step further in that okay this isn't gonna be forever she she's at the right place where she's gonna get better so moving taking that step forward taking that action doing that small thing no matter how tiny it is to just keep moving in that in that good outcome that you see down the line
1: yeah and it's really all about making a decision to get started I, I
2: prefer- is always the hardest and when I figured out this philosophy of I I, it was so difficult I was so mired in the challenge that I was having almost I couldn't look at my own circumstances and positive or happy about anything so I literally had to put on and instead of having my my face look down my own body had to lift my face ninety degrees and look out to the people around me, and that became my focus. I had to get the eyes off of myself.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, as we have two minutes to our our last break, so how do we how do we summarize all of this? Um, hope, encouragement, love, and, and positivity. Uh, how how do you how do you see that this has helped others?
2: Well, uh, what I hear from a lot of my coaching clients or when I'm out speaking or doing book signings, I I literally hear from people, I feel helpless. I'm paralyzed by fear. And it's all about moving from helpless to helpful. And the way that you do that is you start giving help to other people, being helpful to somebody else. And I guarantee your challenges will look so different when you go back to focus on them because you've reconnected with that power.
1: Right. And being helpful versus helpless, that's really a choice, isn't it? I mean, a lot of people feel like they're stuck or they're letting life happen to them, but really it's a choice to create.
2: Absolutely. I would still be laying in a bed in a nursing home having somebody take care of my every need unless I made a step and took action in getting myself well again.
1: That's great. We've got less than a minute to our final break. I cannot believe how quickly this show is going. We're talking with Heather O'Brien Walker. Her book is Don't Give Up, Get Up. And we've talked about her help philosophy and her uh, efforts to be helpful to other people. We've talked about hope, encouragement, love, and positivity and the effect that that can have on people's lives, especially when you let other people help you. It's not just about us going out into the world and helping others. Of course, that's important. But letting other people help you is just as important. We'll come right back for our final segment after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us.
0: is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio, and we'll be back with more right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network.
1: Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand?
0: and motivation every friday at noon eastern standard time learn how to maximize your mojo and just say no to the status quo get inspired and motivated by a fun loving coach who knows what it's like to get through this thing called life with your high on life coach audra irwin each friday at 11 a.m central standard time and 12 noon eastern right here on the rockstar radio network
1: back for our final segment of Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Heather O'Brien Walker, whose book is called Don't Give Up, Get Up. And we've been talking about her help philosophy, which is hope, encouragement, love, and positivity. So Heather, while I'm thinking about it, how can we find your book and connect with you?
2: You can find my book on Amazon, Don't Give Up, Get Up. And you can also connect with me and find many more resources and more about my story at HelpfulSpeaker.com, HelpfulSpeaker.com.
1: That's fantastic. So let's talk about the process of writing this book. At what point in this journey did the idea for doing a book come to you?
2: Well, I have had some fantastic mentors and support system in uh, in this whole journey, and uh, my coach is, is James Malinchek who's been an amazing supporter for me. My my husband is always, of course, my biggest supporter and and believing in me and believing that I had something to tell people. And uh, James approached me about doing a book when I was talking to him about all the lessons I learned, and he said, you've got to get this into people's hands. And I said, write a book. I, I, if you haven't noticed, I've had a couple brain injuries. I, I don't know about doing that. And he's like, well, you know, you've journaled, and and I said, yeah, but that that's just for me. So I have been amazingly blessed. One of my good friends who had been with me through this whole process uh, was wonderful enough to take all of this stuff that was running around in my head and my scraps of journal pages and, and the story and piece it all together with me and help me make sense from an a outside perspective of what I was trying to say. She basically That's says,
1: That's great. Yeah, James is amazing. He's been on my show a couple of times, and he'll be on many more times again for sure. Um, So let me me ask you what that process was like. I mean, I I don't know if you uh, sat down and wrote like you did in your journal or if you just talked it into a recording and had someone transcribe. What was that writing process for you like being brain injured and in recovery? Well,
2: as soon as I could – for lack of a better phrase, get my head around that I was actually going to write a book. And then, again, after the wedding happened, and I was able to, to walk down the aisle unassisted, and that was my whole visualization, that was my whole goal. Well, I needed something else, the next thing, to really look forward to. And that became the book and getting out and telling the story. So that became my new visualization. And um, my husband made me these amazing mirrors that I can actually look into the mirror and it looks like I'm looking at the front of a magazine cover. And it had my whole philosophy and everything on it. So I used a lot of visual tools. We put together a mock book cover and I would actually continue to journal about what the finished project would be like, what would be in it, how people would be responding to it. So it was really looking at, again, that outcome before it had ever really started to materialize. That's how I started.
1: Yes. That's great. So what advice do you have for people who are thinking about doing a book or have doubts about whether they can write a book and they just haven't done it yet?
2: What I would do is, again, I, I go back to the journaling, is is getting your thoughts and things down on paper. And, and some days, there was just no way I was ever going to write. And some days... You're just on and you feel like you have a lot of uh, things to say. So I guess I would go about it and say anything, any little short little thing you would want to post on Facebook or something that, that inspires you, post on Facebook, great, but also get it down somewhere in a, at a place on your computer that someday if you can go back and expand on that, that can be the beginning of a whole chapter or a story in the book. I have a lot of, you know, the beginning of the chapter starts with what what hope is all about and then this, the middle part is actual dialogue of stories between T.W. and I and and the funny things that happen and then I kind of summarize it at the end so specific dialogues things that you're saying conversation pieces that really puts the reader into that particular instance I found to be very powerful and the favorite parts of the book for people
1: that's great that's really great. Now, working with James, I know that he's had you create a whole set of income streams out of this book. So something else that I know you do is you have a coaching program. So tell us what your coaching program's about, who your audience is for coaching program, and what they can expect to get out of it.
0: Well,
2: Really starts with uh, we do group coaching calls, and there's also availability to have more one on one time with me. But really, it's mostly about having an accountability person, coaches, and mentors, and people that hold you accountable for again what you say you're going to do or what your goals and dreams are to hold them safe is so vitally important. And what we focus on is, is again very out of the norm from what I've found in a in a lot of programs out there is we don't focus on what isn't working in your life because I have not found that to be beneficial in any shape or form what we've the tiniest thing is focus on the thing that is working in your life and expand on that because it starts to have this whole ripple effect go through it and it does start with doing things for other people so it take the focus off even the challenge that you're having, and we really start to say very simple ways of how you can go out and help other people, which plugs you back into your own inner power. One of my favorite things I challenge people to do is go pick up their neighbor's garbage cans. I do that once a week as I'm walking my little dog and I bring the garbage cans and the recycle bins back up to their house. So when they come home from work and all dressed up and and tired from work, there's their cans. It's a gift I can give. It costs me no time, no money. And I feel fantastic when I get back home. My challenges just don't the same anymore. It's like magic. I don't really understand the why of it, but I could walk. We'll turn on that light and I don't have to know how the light works. I just know when I push that light something happens.
1: That's great. So what is next for you? What are your big plans going forward now that you've, you know, walked down the aisle of your wedding and you've got a book and you've got a coaching program, what big things are you looking to do next?
2: I'm really uh just so enamored with with helping people through their specific challenges. And it doesn't matter what it is. I, I talk to people that have financial challenges or health challenges. It really doesn't matter. And I even have people who have come through the other side of a challenge that want to be prepared for when the next one comes because we, we all get a turn. So it's really starting this movement. I have a, a Facebook group called uh, Be Helpful. And And we share stories about how the interesting things we find, the little things we find of how to be helpful to other people, whether it's cleaning somebody else's windshield at a gas station or taking the cart from the parking lot into the store so that it doesn't take up a parking space. The little tiny things we all share together. And it's literally creating this movement that's taking on a life of their own, people that I... Never met before are contacting me and saying, I did this, and I feel great, and, and this worked for me, and, and and I'm going to want to continue to share what I'm doing out there, and it's been absolutely amazing.
1: That's great. So I know you do coaching and mentoring for other people. Uh, you you got your inspiration from somewhere. I know you've already mentioned James Malachak and you've mentioned Jack Hanfield. Who are some of your other mentors that you have, you have a learned from? That
2: Well, I I, as the great Jim Rohn, motivational speaker, says that success success leaves clues, and I've I've been blessed to have amazing people in my life. Uh, It goes back to Napoleon Hill of Great Think and Grow Rich, and one of my dear friends is uh, Don Green, the executive director of the Napoleon Hill Foundation, and. And seeing how he does what he says he's going to do, and the personal attention he takes whenever I go to visit him, in Wise, Virginia, and meeting Sarah Blakely, who is the youngest self-made billionaire, who is the founder of Spanx, and how gentle she is, and how she takes the time to to speak with people and build. Who is, has an amazing story of how he helps people that are having uh, credit problems and created this whole company? Who literally gets back to me with an email within thirty seconds after I email him, and it, it's just these these amazing people of success who who are the most gracious, wonderful, accessible people. But the yeah. biggest people. I the people that I work with every day that are teaching me new ways to be helpful and just going their challenges without skipping a beat because of this small little shift of taking their eyes off themselves and going out and helping somebody else.
1: That's great. So we've got less than two minutes to the end. So let me ask you the question I ask everyone, Heather: Who inspires and motivates you?
2: I- I have to say my biggest inspiration is my husband, T.W. He kept me laughing and joking through this whole experience and having that kind of a partnership and, and being blessed with that type of a person. Sometimes that pulls people apart, but it actually brought us together to an amazing partnership. So I'm just so, so grateful to have him in my life and, and to have him as as a supporter that's been through so much because your support system is crucial. It is the yeah. number one indicator of your success and happiness and building that support system is what the help philosophy is all about.
1: Absolutely. I, I do agree. Your, your support system has a lot to do with your success and Jim Rohn says you are the average of the five people that you hang around with the most and I totally mm-hmm. believe that and All successful people hang around with other successful people, too. So, Heather, one last time as we close the show, how can we get a hold of you and buy your book?
2: Uh, You can find my book on Amazon, Don't Give Up, Get Up, and you can connect with me on HelpfulSpeaker.com. Send me a message and look at all the different resources there, and I'm excited to be connecting with you.
1: That's fantastic, That's and fantastic. we are rounding up show the show This has fantastic. been Success Profiles Radio. It's been an honor and a privilege to have Heather on the show, today. and thank all of you for listening. We'll be back next week at 6 p.m. Eastern. You can find me on Facebook, Success Profiles Radio. You can find me on Twitter, at Mr. Brian K. Wright. You can find me on LinkedIn, so connect with me. I would love to hear from you as well. Get some feedback on the show. Subscribe and download to the show, Success Profiles Radio, on iTunes. It will be an honor and a privilege to have you continue this journey together. So take care, everyone. Until next week, see ya.